0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Make It. Uh, this week, I'm here again with Bob, and uh, we have some special things going on uh, this week. Bob's going to do some special things for us. But before we get started, uh, let's make sure we say hi to
1: Bob. How's it going, Bob? Good, Mike. How are you? All right. So how's your week been? Uh, this last week has been painfully busy, so oh, busy. I'm looking forward to a little quieter week this week.
0: Yeah. it's uh, Busy is always good, though, right?
1: Busy is good, but overloaded is not so good, and that's where I've been this week. So, yep, a lot of 12- lot of and 14-hour days. So, uh,
0: I do have um, something here I want to show you. I know you're still waiting for yours, but here is five different board sets right here. I'm jealous. And um, <laughs> there's four boards of five different projects. Uh, so, these are like the prototype boards make sure they work. But I our, our also got, from another company, two other shields that are, I got more more made of. So um haven't put them any together yet. So that would be maybe in the next couple of days. Although I'm getting ready to travel a little bit So uh, through the next weekend. So I'm not sure how far I'll get with them. But I also got all my surface mount stuff too. So I'm going to try some surface mount baking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you want know to call it. Not- with I'm the, jealous. Uh, with, I'm with,
1: jealous. You have new toys to play with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll see how well they work. I haven't tested any of <laughs> them yet. But uh, they should work. They should be fine. There's one of them that uh, actually I saw a mistake that I made, but it should be uh, easily correctable. If one run didn't really didn't make it, but uh, I, can, I can jump for it to make sure it's going to work okay. So um, before we go too far, this is our last week. We're going to actually uh, sit here and come and get everybody to go switch to YouTube. So I checked a little bit last night where a little over a thousand subscribers have moved, a little over a thousand have moved over to the new channel. Um, but the old channels had more than that in it. So I don't know if if you add them all up, they'll add more than that in it. So I don't know if we have people you know subscribing to multiple channels or whatever. But this is the last week. So if you're watching this on the old channel and it's not youtube.com slash TV, then you need to go and switch over because next week this show won't be on the old old channel anymore. So this is your final notice to go get moved over. So no more nagging, everybody. We won't be nagging you anymore (laughs) to go to the the new channel. Uh, We also um, want to remind you this show is recorded 9 p.m. Eastern time every Monday night, and it's recorded live. So that means you can come, get in the chat room with us, and actually talk to us. uh, Pre-show, post-show, during the show, anytime, Uh, and. it's been quiet, so we're trying to get that built up. Although we get a lot... More, I, got, uh, I sent an email to Bob today from uh, one that I got, and I got two other ones this week. I haven't sent you, Bob, because there are questions about um, shows that were prior to you you joining us, and they're okay. asking for some questions about uh, some of the code in it. So I answered those. I'll forward them to you so you have a copy of them. But um, So we're starting to get a lot more um, interaction with people, and it just gets, that's growing. That's good. I also took a look at our downloads. So we've been getting... An average of about sixteen thousand views a week. So we should have a lot more interaction with people, with sixteen thousand views a week. That's between the downloads and the and the plays on YouTube. So definitely come. Yeah, and I've, I've, come and I've, chat I've us. actually
1: had been one of the uh, emails that uh, you sent me that we got on the show a couple weeks ago. I've been having a running conversation uh, with a gentleman working out his circuit, and it's actually a very interesting circuit that he's that he's working on, and. Um, I haven't talked to him about it, but he he may be interested in letting us uh letting us use it on the show sometime.
0: Or you can bring him on the he, show and
1: do it. Uh, maybe uh, it's an interesting circuit that he's working on, and he's using some uh, some interesting parts that I haven't seen before, and it's a it's it's an interesting project. So that sounds like uh, fun. <laughs> we do we do email back and forth. Well,
0: that's so, good. So yeah, well, but we'd like to have you interact live if you if you have the time, if you're around at nine p.m. I know the email I got uh, today was actually from somebody in India, so I'm not sure what time zone, what time we'd be there when we do the show live. So I don't know if they actually could could actually watch us live or not. But uh, yeah, if you can definitely get, if you can come and watch us live, we would uh, like to have you here. We'd like to have you in the chat room with us. It's definitely nice to have uh, people in here to chat with. All right. So this week, Bob has, uh, he did a presentation this past weekend. I'm going to let him go through. Through that, but he's going to give you, us the presentation and also show us the circuit uh,
1: working as well. So, are uh, you ready to go, Bob? Yeah, I think I'm ready to go. All um, right. This is a presentation that I did over the weekend. Uh, it's on multiplexing and timers and the persistence of vision uh, that you're taking advantage of. So, if you'll give me just a moment to turn off the camera and switch to my desktop so i'm just going to go through this presentation as i as i did over the over the weekend and you should if the technology has worked you should have voila (laughs) you have it excellent all right, so uh, this presentation it's on timers and multiplexing, and in the, the in the actual demo, or in the presentation, I actually started with a, a, a video of the circuit, and asked the question: If I told you that each digit was flashing 250 times a second, would you believe me? And of course, most of the people, they couldn't believe that. They couldn't believe that a LED display could turn on and off that fast and and actually appear like it was on, even though it really wasn't on. Well, the point is that's thanks to multiplexing. So, in this presentation, that's this is what we're going to talk about. Uh, multiplexing, persistence of vision, timers. And uh, f- for this audience, I, I will tell you right now that the the timers, we're going to stick to a very high level view of the timers, although I do have one place where I show a real nice website that if you're interested in low level interrupts and actually controlling them all yourself, I give you a nice website where it'll calculate those interrupt codes for you. But for, for this, we're going to stay high level and eventually we're going to use the timer one uh, library that's on the playground so and so here's the uh, so this is what we're this is what we're talking about we're just flashing things so fast so what is multiplexing well let's say for example that we have this uh, we have this four character display and to control this if we weren't using multiplexing we'd have to use 32 IO pins because each one of those segments has uh, there's seven segments and then the decimal point, point that I don't actually show right here, but it is the eighth uh, the eighth control. So we'd have to have uh, 32 I/O pins, which of course an Arduino doesn't, or an Uno doesn't have. Um, so we're stuck there. So if we go to four shift registers and 32 resistors, we could actually get it to work with an Arduino. So here's what, the, here's what the circuit looks like, and for this, I've actually left out, uh, I've only connected one of the, of the four LEDs, and if anybody watched the show last week, yes, this was actually done in fritzing, so these are fritzings, that's where the F comes from, uh, but for this, I've left out uh, you know, the connections for three of the LEDs, because you just have, there's just too much noise, there. there's too many connections, too many wires, it, it's it's confusing, and it gets in the way, and you, you just can't tell where anything's at. So, to help get the hardware down, we're going to, instead of, uh, instead of connecting everything directly, we're going to multiplex it, which makes a Uh, a simpler circuit and here's what here's what the new circuit looks like so we have one shift register and then we have eight lines and then instead of and in and this one you can tell that the npns are actually controlling the cathode side and the shift register is controlling the anode side so, we end up with eight resistors and four LEDs, but now we've taken out three of the shift registers and we've put in four transistors. So, we have a, we have a simpler circuit that we're working with. So, what does multiplexing look like? Well, we're, we're going to go back to our, our same four-character display and... This was the question. This goes back to the this question right here goes back to where we started. Which, with when you look at this, you'd think that every digit is on. That you're actually looking at one, two, three, four. But that's not. That's not what we're actually gonna do. Instead, we're gonna turn on the one, and then the two, then the three, then the four and then we're gonna start going through this a little f- and it for this demonstration we're gonna we we're gonna slow it down but we're gonna repeat this process over and over again until until it's fast enough that you can't actually see the flashing so the so the uh, this, this LED display actually looks like it's on even though it's actually flashing uh, really fast. So if we go back to the circuit what's actually happening is you're loading data onto the shift register, you're turning on one one of the transistors so the cathode is now connected to ground you turn on the display for a short period of time then turn it off Reload the shift register with data, turn on the the next transistor, and then repeat the process over and over. We're loading data, turning on a transistor, and you're doing it over and over and over again. Um, but instead of dealing with uh, in time frame um, You know, seconds and minutes like we're used to, this is all being controlled at the microsecond level. And if someone isn't familiar with microseconds, that uh, one microsecond is a millionth of a second. So why does all this work? All this works because of a concept called persistence of vision. Now the term persistence of vision actually isn't accurate. Um, and I, I found this real interesting. I, I knew the term but didn't know where it came from until a couple weeks ago. Um, originally, people thought that uh, persistence, that when you looked at something, it, the image persisted on your retina. And, of course, now we know that what's happening is that the, that the human eye in our brain is actually processing about 20 frames a second, so, you look at something, your brain grabs it, processes, grab, pro- and it's happening roughly 20 s- times a second. And if, it, and if we're watching a, a video or, or something that is less than, um, that's less than 20 frames a second, it actually appears. So, I found this little video that, that's going to come up in just a second on wikipedia and this is actually the the animation that they show on the persistence of vision uh, page and it i couldn't find anything that shows this better so when we watch this what you're actually seeing is a uh, is a picture that is 12 frames a second so when we look at this we can tell that it's jerky and that it it's not fluid it doesn't fl- it doesn't flow properly and um it's uh you know it it doesn't look right and we can recognize without even realizing what what it is that it's that it's not right so and this concept about persistence of vision has been used for for the last century uh in television and film so for most of us when we watch tv or go to the movies we're watching somewhere between 24 and 30 frames a second and now of course there are some televisions that are coming out that that are showing their uh you know a frame rate faster than that
0: if you're watching Uh, 720p it's 59.94 in the united states and uh 50 in the the that's right
1: that's right. Um but uh, you know for standard uh TV that you watch you go to the movie um you know th- this is what you're getting the the typical 24 to 30. So so what I did this next little video that I made um this is actually the demo circuit um and in the in the second half of this presentation I'll show the code but i don't actually have it loaded on the on the arduino right now um, but I'm, but we're going to go through uh, what you know what a the frame rate looks like and we're going to run it from 100 to or, or excuse me from 1 to 100 hertz and it you can tell a little flicker at 100 at 50 and 100 but in reality, that's, that's the camera. If you're looking at the circuit live, you can't tell that, um, that, anything, is, that anything is flashing at you. So, let's play the video. Uh-oh. Maybe we're going to play the video. There we go. So here we have two Hertz, then three, then five. there is 50 hertz and it looks pretty much correct and there's 100 and you can kind of see a little flicker in the video but that's actually not that's not there uh in real life so so multiple so the, here's kind of the summary of it you know multiplexing works because it's it's consistent it's um the, the update is predictable. And this is where, this is where timers come into play. And this is where, this is where I stopped and answered questions. So, um, actually I'm trying to think of, uh, well, one of the questions that I got asked over the weekend is um, when someone looks at their alarm clock or a you know an LED display in the in a store is this what they're seeing is a multiplex display and the answer is for for an alarm clock maybe Uh, for a display at a store probably so Um, you know one of the great advantages of multiplexing is that your power usage is goes way down when I was doing the the math on mine uh, I'm, I'm at less than ten percent uh, of what if, I, if if I were to have the LEDs full on all the time, I'm at less than ten percent for really no uh, no appreciable reduction in, in intensity of the LEDs so so did you? Did you think of any questions we might answer here, Mike?
0: No, so you're not, you're not going to go through the timers in great detail, right? I mean, there's different kinds of timers, and I think we might want uh, to, yeah. some, at some point, at least maybe not, not now, but in the future, go through um, those.
1: Yeah, and, and, a, and in a follow-up show, yeah, we definitely can go through low-level, uh, you know, manipulation of the timers. Uh, I do um, – that's actually where I go next is the – the Arduino does have, um, you know, timers available. Um, and let's get to, we'll just skip ahead. So we're gonna, we're gonna t- just so everyone knows, we are talking about the UNO specifically. Um, the Mega does have uh, one or two additional timers. Um, I'll have to go back and look, I don't remember, but we're going to talk about the UNO specifically. So, um, the UNO actually has two types of timers, and we've talked about the PWM, the Pulse Width Modulation, on a number of occasions. And, and of course, they are labeled on the, um, you know, labeled on the Arduino. You, know, you can tell... Who, which, which one is where? You know, which one's a PWM pin? Um, and in reality, these uh, at, they actually run at roughly 490 hertz. And then, of course, there's the three built-in timers, uh, software timers, that are Timer Zero, One, and Two. Uh, by default, timer zero is used for, uh, you know, the delay function, the millisecond function. Uh, timer one is is used as uh, part of the servo library, which you've demoed uh, at least twice, I think.
0: Yes, Haven't twice. You?
1: Yep. Okay. Um, and then timer two can be used for um, the tone function. If someone's creating a... a an audio tone. And then here we have just a general, um, actually that is 60 hertz, not 30. Um, This kind of gives folks an idea of what is the range and this is for a lot of things I've done. Timer one has been what I've used because, although it's got the smaller range like timer two, it's got a, a much wider number of steps that are available. So, um, it, it, you can more precisely dial in the uh, the speed that you're looking for. Right. Sorry, had to cough. Um, so here is kind of a, a long-winded, um, you know, give you an idea. Um, you know, basically zero and timer zero and one are eight bit, and timer one is a sixteen bit. Um, so you, there's a wide range of frequencies that you can you can calculate when you're uh, when you're working with the timers. Um, now this next uh, this next slide that is coming up, um, you know, I do show I do have this website that makes it really easy to calculate uh, the the interrupt codes if someone is ne- is interested in them. Um, but in, for multiplexing, you know, that that demo we looked at a little while ago, uh, hundred hertz did very well. Um, and the, when we switch to the camera, um, when we go to the live circuit, uh, it's, I've got it running at 250 right now because I actually have one, um, uh, one demo that runs so fast that you've got to have a slightly higher clock speed than 100. But if you were just displaying text and numbers, 100 would be, would be fine. So that website this is what you this is what you see, and it gives you the interrupt codes uh, on the left side. You put in your clock speed, uh, the frequency you 're looking for, and it calculates the uh, interrupt codes for you so um, i'm not going to go through this in detail because we're not uh we're not going to go into the low level programming we can we can do that on a future show if if folks are interested but for right now we're going to stay high level and you're going to use the timer one library uh when we switch over to the demo so and that was that was pretty much it um uh you know multiplexing persistence of vision and you know a a range of timers that are that are available to 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 implement the um you know the multiplexing they're all they're all there so okay um and then of course at the end uh, you know here's all the references and uh uh you know where where I got things and the Wikipedia page and data sheets. It's it's all on this on this last on the last slide and um, I don't have it on the show notes yet, but we'll it'll be up there. All right, it'll be up there. Great, soon. So, so any any questions that I might have that I didn't answer. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, good. That means I covered I, everything well. Yeah, I
0: do think we, in the future <laughs> we we kind of need to go through and probably do with, something with timers, Uh, you know, a little bit more with timers than what we are right now. I mean, I think it would be a good thing that we discuss in greater detail than just in this and using it for multiplexing, but the different timer options. And I didn't know the Mega. I just looked it up. The Mega has three more timers in it. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I, th- th- yeah, and for the for the audience that you know that this presentation was designed for, you know, high level timers was what I needed. Uh, right. Um, so, uh, you know, but yeah, we can we can go into low level timers. Uh, it's that. that- I think it's fun, although you know the the Timer One library sure does uh, make it easy. And 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 let's face it, I can be pretty lazy sometimes. And why why do something when somebody else has already done it for me?
0: Right. So um, while you were doing that, did you? I don't know if you were watching what I'm feeding back to you, but did you see the little blank go through the screen a couple times there?
1: Um. You know, Mike, we're I think Skype is uh failing us again and uh we're I'm having an audio problem again.
0: Okay. Well I'm having a bad storm.
1: Uh that may be that may be it so That's why things were flickering
0: if people are watching on the stream. <laughs> uh yeah, we've had well, two two close lightning strikes. It scared me. I don't I don't hear anything back in this part of the house, but my microphone picked it up and it scared me. <laughs> so,
1: well, I haven't heard the storm, but uh, uh, is the audio back it, to normal? It, no, I'm still. You're still breaking up pretty badly. Okay, I well, guess you're I'm still. just okay for you.
0: Yeah, you're still good on my side. So, if you want to go ahead and keep going with the demo, that works.
1: Well, w- once again, live recording live has. Uh, yep. <laughs> something has <Right>. happened. So, <laughs> three weeks. It's three weeks in okay. a row for us. <laughs> Well this this was the this was the halfway point for me and this is where we we uh we paused for a little while. Um shall we go into the next one or did you have uh did you have something for the break?
0: Nope. Nope, go on, go on. We'll get try to get through it before the storm catches us.
1: Okay. Well, for the uh uh I guess just so uh, uh well, let me just so you can see I did do just a quick presentation- just a couple slides that that really um, this is what this is what we went over so Review the schematic, and yes, this this was done in Fritzing, and we'll we can talk about that uh, briefly. We'll, and I've got the circuit running here, and we'll quickly take a look at the Timer One library, and then of course we'll we'll kind of walk through the demo code. And for this audience, uh, a lot of the code is actually very similar to what. Uh, what I've done in the past. So some of it'll look familiar to you. So okay. Well Mike, I think I've lost the audio completely now. No, you're good. You not- I I'm getting only bits and pieces, I'm afraid. Okay. Very few bits and pieces.
0: Are you in the chat room? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and continue. All right. So here is here's the circuit, and it's actually running uh, yeah, I've had it running the test code uh, tonight, so okay. All right. Um Well, okay, that that's a little cock sequence that I came up with and while that is running, I'm trying to get Fritzing back up. Okay. All right, so let me switch back over to my desktop. So, this is what the schematic looks like. Now, this schematic is actually drawn for the board that that I've been waiting for two weeks now to come from China. Um, the The board is designed for. Uh, we've got an Arduino, and it's actually designed for eight uh, transistors. Although the circuit I've got on my breadboard is just running four, um, and and then I've got the Maxim sixty nine seventy one chip uh, that we've we've demoed before. And I've got uh, the 16 out pins for each LED, and then the cathodes are all connected. Or um, in, in this case, I'm sorry, the anodes are connected to the transistors because the, the Maxim is a sync is a driver, so it's controlling the cathodes. Uh, but it's a fairly simple circuit and when I actually get my board... Let me switch. Here's what my board actually looks like. So hopefully next week I'll have the board and I'll have one assembled because it's going to show up in the next couple of days. But there's the board and there's the schematic that that we're using, so fairly straightforward uh one chip, eight npns so pretty pretty easy to you know, it, it's not a terribly complex circuit um, okay, so let me.
0: Has your audio come back yet?
1: Okay. Here is... All right. So here's the... Here's the code. Trying to see the code. There we go. So we've included the the timer one library which is a high le- it takes care of all the high-level functions for you and in reality it's uh there's only there's only two lines of code that where you tell the the timer one library to do anything so and for most of it I'm not going to go over this in in a lot of detail, the the things that are interesting, I do have, I do have this in here, um, because the maximum does support pulse width modulation, although I'm not actually doing anything with it. I, but for the circuit and the circuit board, I do have it connected, and we're gonna just set it, and then we're never gonna we're not we're never gonna touch it again, and then of course I've got my four my four NPNs that we're turning on and off. So the rest of this is actually very familiar. And if somebody watched the show previously on, um, on 14 segment displays, well, here's all the, here's all the code just like, or seven segment displays, excuse me. This is all the same kind of setup where I, I just want to show how do you put the pieces together of the displays and then just some arrays that make things a little more convenient. And then here's, here's the two lines. Um, well, let me back up just a little bit. In this case, uh, I created two variables. One of them is the timer variable, which is, in essence, tells the, tells the library how long do you wait between interrupts so in this case I'm setting it at four thousand microseconds so every four thousand microseconds it's going to go to the to this function right here that I'm setting in attach interrupt and it's going to go run that code so I just created that variable makes it a you know a little easier to read and then of course I put in some values up here for various uh, for various timer speeds. Sorry, um, and for this we're using two hundred fifty because it it works out. It just it displays nicely in this configuration, and then the second variable is I have this uh, uh, this MS delay, and that's a microsecond delay, and that's actually the time that a display is on. Um, And we'll see that later on. So, so one line we initialize the timer and tell it how often to how, how often to run, how quickly to run and then we use this attach interrupt function and we tell it what function and I have the function outbytes at the end of the code and that's where that's what's running every 250th of a second in this demonstration. So the rest of the setup is fairly straightforward. We set our pins, um, set our NPNs low so everything is off. We clear the the 6971 chip and, and here now, I've got it commented out here, but that, that multiplex examples, that's, the, that's from the video that we showed, that I showed earlier. Um, and then, here's the, the 14, well, here's, and then all the test code is contained in there. And if you go back to some of the other code that I've done in other shows, it would actually work that same code would work in this file, I'm just not using any of it. So, okay, so continuing multiplex examples, this is where I'm cycling through the various speeds, and it's a very straightforward, uh, I'm just dis- displaying whatever whatever number is in the demo times and can. Con- just to show what the what a, what a different speed what the different speeds look like, and then fourteen segment uh, tests I go through the various tests and you know i I get a plug in for the show of course um, but here's where let me get the rest of this is fairly uh, we're just going to skip through it because it's really not you know it's just displaying to the 14-segment to the, to the, uh, displays. This is where, oh, now for people who have watched this before, you may have noticed this function that I had S-delay. This is a delay that takes in consideration an interrupt. So rather than, ju- rather than just the regular delay function that comes with an Arduino, I, have, I wrote this S-delay, and in this version, I actually added, it's actually aware of switching to microseconds um, versus uh, milliseconds. So, And that's what, uh, here's the milliseconds, here's the microseconds. So, and according to the information that I found on the playground, as if you're under, it was actually 16 milliseconds. Then, then microseconds works. But if you're over 16 milliseconds, then microseconds, it's it's pointless. The timer is at, the counter that's actually being used doesn't count that high. So it's a, it doesn't work. Um, but this this actually is aware and as soon as you hit whatever time you're looking for, then it kicks you back to, uh, to the function that you were, you, that it called it to begin with. So this is the outbytes. This is what's actually running in, in my demo 250 times a second. So, uh, and I've got it. There's two different, two different ways of running this. It's actually aware of, whether you're doing it in digit mode or where everything is displaying the same information so when the when you're displaying in a digit mode uh, and I'm gonna skip it so you turn off the the latch pin so you can load the data you load your data uh, and this is the same basic code that we've we've used before we write it out and then we turn the latch pin back high, which, you know, so the, so the chip is now on. And then we go to the first transistor, turn it on, wait for the specified uh, microseconds that, that we set back at the beginning of the code, and then we turn it off, and then we go back and do it again. So, just what we were talking about before. You load your data, turn on the transistor, flash for a short period of time, turn it off. Go to the, load the data for the next one and flash the data. The second half of this function, um, where all the digits are actually exactly the same, um, is basically the same. we were loading the data in and then We're just running through this for loop of turning on the transistor, waiting a specified time, turning it off. So the chip itself is only loaded one time and the transistor is, the transistors are cycling four times, but they're all turned on and off at the same uh, for the same amount of time. So, how is the storm, Mike? Can you? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I, you're you're still breaking up. All right. So, um, is it? What else do you want to show? Uh, I'm am yeah I I missed that. Uh, I'm in the chat room.
0: Yeah. Do you want to? What else do you want to show?
1: Okay. Um. Let me well I think uh oh, I'm sorry. Wrong button. Um, I think the uh multiplexing in action, it's this this is it, and it's some a little a little change in circuit design and um And very fairly simple code. I mean, you know, that's that's why personally I like the timer one library because it makes things very easy. Um you know one one note of caution in the in the code though, uh you know, you do have to be careful, you know, what time what delay you put in there. Because you know, you've you know, if you're programming this, you have to be aware of okay, this this Function, out for me, outbytes, is going to be called 250 times a second. That means the code has to finish before the next interrupt cycle comes around. So it's really easy to, you know, to lock up an Arduino if, you're, if your interrupts are running on top of each other. And then you just end up with whatever the last thing was that was displayed. And it doesn't work, but it's easy to fix. You change your code re- upload it and the Arduino picks it up right it, You don't kill your Arduino f- or anything so so that's pretty much it we've all right shown the circuit shown the shown the demo real code it's um, it's actually real nice to. It's, it's a nice library and multiplexing de- definitely, you know, the, the, you know, the big advantages are that it's a, a simpler circuit and uh, lower cost to run, which is for, you know, for what we're doing that usually, you know, the cost of electricity really isn't a, right, <laughs> isn't a right. big factor for us. It's such a but little little, a,
0: little amount there. A, yeah.
1: yeah, a, a big display, then, then you, know, you, you could make a big difference
0: right exactly all right so you still can't hear me very well can you
1: yeah you're breaking up badly again i, I guess the the storm is is getting us i don't know tonight, if it's what it so. is because
0: um i checked the bandwidth while you were doing your thing and i still have uh, nine nine megabits up and then 39 down so i don't think it's the storm So, all right. Well, we'll just struggle through. We're almost done. So, okay. (laughs) Can't hear. (laughs) He's in the chat room. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) In the chat room. I'm getting. I'm
1: getting maybe a tenth of what you say. Right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's
0: no no problem. I, I can finish up. We hear you fine. So, um, we can understand everything you're saying. But I'll go ahead and I'll finish up. Because um, we're pretty much done, that's why we wanted to show you this week, was um, the stuff that Bob had worked on over the weekend. And he had presented this, and we went to, we've we had questions about multiplexing in the past, so we kind of held off until he could do uh, do this. So uh, thank Bob for you know, spending all the time on and and running the show tonight. Sorry for any technical issues. Um, I noticed a couple times here where the screens come kind of up blank and came back, that's when I was uh, having power blinks. And uh, my Matrix was rebooting itself every time that happened. I don't know why. And everything else set up with the UPS, but for some reason it didn't. So, um, sorry about that, but uh, we can't help that. what Mother Nature does to us. Uh, It's just another week that we had some technical difficulties, which is part of the fun doing a live show. Uh, So, that's why you... uh, that's why you come watch us live. And we do want to uh, invite you every week to come watch us live. Um, also, we are uh, re-pushing the Facebook page. Uh, we have a fan page, facebook.com slash techzentv. Go there and hit the like Uh, We've been running this for a couple weeks, and the likes are going up, so that's a good sign. I don't know where we are. I haven't checked it for a couple days, but uh, go go do that, as well as uh, on Twitter. We are now starting to use hashtags. The hashtag for this show is Let's Make It, and you can tweet out uh, Let's Make It uh, on your Twitter, and we do kind of watch those, and we kind of get some feedback on that as well. All right, again, we record live uh, this show uh, every Monday night at 9 p.m., uh, Eastern time, and uh, you can come watch us live. You can get in the chat room. Uh, Bob and I have been chatting in the, the chat room uh, tonight because he can't hear what I'm saying back to him. Uh, it's breaking up for him. So um, can you hear me enough to say goodbye, Bob?
1: Good night. Good <laughs> night. You heard that part, right? <laughs> uh, well, You, you yeah, I got en- enough to know that you were telling me good night. So. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. night, everybody. Good night, everybody.